0: Thank you. Yo 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 alright alright guys what up today is um August 2 2019 Damn we are already in the eighth month that is we are three quarters the way done with this bitch Is that right Maybe that my maybe my math's wrong two thirds of the way done four eight twelve would be threes Wow, maybe we're two thirds, three quarters the way. No, three quarters is September. I think. Well, anyways, we're two thirds. We're, we're only four months left in the year. I ain't much time to get your shit together if you haven't got it together yet. But, anywho. Um, this episode, I'm going to do up and chop it up into a couple of topics because I feel like I got a couple of topics I want to talk about. Uh, not that I brainstormed, but. Just some things just dropped in my lap. Um, so I may record this in like a couple of different pieces and then put it together. You know, by the power of the Anchor app. And by the power of technology, stitch it together. But first and foremost, August the 1st was yesterday. And I went to a Dodgers baseball game. Another one. I think I told you guys that I was going to go to a Dodger ge- baseball game last episode. And... I went now the Dodgers do Dodger things um I think I have now gone to like the last three or four games that they've played and they've won uh I've probably been overall to about 20 Dodger games in my life and they've won the majority of them uh there was a little streak there where they lost like three in a row or four in a row for me and I was like, ah, like, I couldn't believe that that happened once. Then I couldn't believe it happened again. And then I was like, dang, they're going to really lose. Like, I couldn't believe that. But then the last, like I said, the last four or five times I've seen them, they've won. Uh, which is absolutely amazing because, you you know, you want to see your team win. It doesn't matter who, what team you root for. You could root for uh, the Marlins or you could root for, you know, the San Jose Sharks or you could root for the Browns or the Lions you want to see them win you want to go to a home game you know you spend the money you know two three hundred bucks whatever on tickets you know parking go hang out with your friends you have a few beers a couple hot dogs a couple pieces of pizza some chicken or whatever you go you're having a good time and you want to leave on a good note you want to leave with your team winning Uh, I've been been to teams winning by a lot and I've been to them winning nail biters which is kind of crazy because it leaves you on edge the entire time but you want to see them win and I've seen the Dodgers win now like the last four or five times in a row it's totally fantastic however last night August 1st um, I'll give you a little recap of the game the Dodgers ended up winning 8-2 to two over the San Diego Padres opened up a three game series with them or four game series with them this weekend started yesterday and if they play today they play a few more times We got in there. We actually showed up right out as the game started. Um, you know, it was a group of us. It was my, uh, my Nino and Nina, which is my godfather and godmother. My nephew, my mom. And my godmother and my godfather's like a couple of their friends. Uh, so, there was like seven or eight of us rolling to the game. Which is kind of cool because, you know, you, seven or eight people talking, you know, a little bit. You know, I don't know the other people that they were worth. And there was actually other people already there when we got there that they knew. Um, So it was like a whole little squad of us. I'm going to say about 15 people deep. But that's besides the point. But, yeah, like I said, we showed up. It was the first inning. And the first inning, Clayton Kershaw was pitching. The first inning was relatively... Lackluster. Nobody scored on either side. And then early in the second inning, Clayton Clary shot through a pitch, and boom. A shot from I don't know who goes into the left field, down the left field line and out for a home run. So the Dodgers were losing one zip. And then Kershaw, I think, had a pe- pe- people on base. And then he ended up getting out of that. And it was one zero. The very first batter, which was um, Cody Bellinger, hit a home run. The very first pitch, the very first bat, the second time, on the, sec- uh, the bottom of the second inning. Boom. Tied it up. Uh, amazing. Cody Bellinger... Uh, Dodger fans keep chatting MVP for him. I think he's deserving of at least the recognition of a candidate. Uh, But I feel like the MVPs of baseball is kind of flawed because I think sometimes the pitchers actually are more valuable. Um, You know... Sometimes the pitchers are the best player on the team, but that Cody Bellinger is nothing against him. But I don't know on the team. You guys say Kershaw's got, and Kershaw is almost MVP candidate-wise. I mean, he just lights out most of the time. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. But Cody Bellinger hit a home run and tied it up one zip, and then the rest of the inning, second second inning went on relatively painless. Into the third inning the Padres put up another run on Kershaw. Uh, Kershaw is now you know, is losing 2-1 and he pitches until uh, the 6th or 7th inning. Now, the score is 2-1 until about the 6th or 7th inning. When it's the bottom of the 6th, I believe, it could be the 5th, the Dodgers load the bases. I don't know who's on base, but I know they walked a pitcher somebody hit the ball got by somebody and the bases are loaded Up comes Will S- Smith who he's I think he's a rookie or he's but I mean he's incredibly talented I think he's a catcher if I'm not mistaken Um but yeah this Will Smith comes up to bat as a matter of fact, the Dodgers chased the starting pitcher off the mound. Um, he's the one that loaded the bases. It was the starting pitcher. Uh, Luchisi, I think that's the guy's name. Uh, they chased him off the mound because, obviously, he, ro- he loaded the bases and they were in a pickle. Um, they bring in a reliever to get them out of the inning. Don't know who this guy is. But... He's up to face Will Smith, and Will Smith ensues to crush a home run, a grand slam. Uh, one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in, in real life of sport. Uh, I talked a little bit about, I had never been to like an overtime game, let alone an overtime game that we won, with the Raiders beating the Browns last year in overtime in like the score was 45-42. Incredible. Incredible the comeback, the victory, all of that. Incredible. As a I've played baseball and as a baseball fan and you're watching teams, the Dodgers with the bases loaded over the last 4 or 5 years just absolutely stink up the joint. They are one of the worst teams in doing that they do that and it's like one of the worst traits that they have possibly imaginable they hit into double plays they strike out they leave the bases stranded they've had that history I know a little bit last year they changed it a little bit but it still crept up even in the World Series and it crept up on them in the Houston World Series But they left the bases loaded. Now, as a baseball fan, you're always hoping that your guy up at bat with the bases loaded could clear the bases. You're hoping for a home run, but you're just, at minimum, you want the ball to scoop past the outfield and get in a run or two, if not a three. And get your guys from second and third home and then get a guy from first to third and the other guy at second. That's what you're hoping for. At least a double. You know, because runners are going. But Will Smith gets up there and absolutely whacks a home run deep center field to the deepest part of the field. Uh, Amazing, man. Amazing. I couldn't believe I I witnessed the Grand Slam in real life. Like, that's not something. I could go to a hundred more Dodgers baseball games a hundred more baseball games in general and not see a grandstand. It'd be, like, uh, in the park home run would be kind of crazy too, or, you know, hitting, watching somebody hit for the cycle, or throwing a no-hitter, or things of that nature. Like, you'd be like, wow, damn, like, that is something you just don't see. You hear about it. And I don't know the I don't know the frequency of Grand Slams in the MLB. I do know several of them, even a dozen of them happen a year. But if you take into consideration, now let's say even 20 happen a year. 20 Grand Slams. That's four home runs with... Or that's 20 home runs with bases loaded. 20 Grand Slams happen a year, right? Let's just say, because I think that's a high number. I think it's probably closer to 10, to 12, to 15... But let's say there's 20. There is 30 odd teams in baseball. 30 or 32. 30, I think. Each one of them plays like 100 and something games. That's 3,000 games a year. Or, or actually 1,500 or whatever the case may be. Now, now don't, don't math quiz me right fucking now because it's early in the morning. It's 8.08 in the morning, August 2nd, 2019. But you get my point. There's a thousand fucking games. There's a, a thousand five hundred games. How many fucking twelve hundred games? How many goddamn games there are on a season? I know each team plays like a hundred and some odd games, not including the postseason. There's a lot of fucking games, but to all to for in a season for it to only happen twenty times. And then you go into one of those twenty times is fucking crazy. That's crazy. I, uh, buzzer beater. Well, I mean, a buzzer beater game winner would be one thing. Uh, I mean, it's it's up in there. It's up in that kind of a category. Like wow, like you know. Like a walk-off home run would be it's incredible. And I know the Dodgers had five of those in a row. They five of walked off a couple times in a row, five times in a row earlier this season. But it's a phenomenal. Like I see, I witnessed a grand slam. Uh, I got it on my Snapchat, which is crazy as well. Um, that put the Dodgers up at that point five to two. And then they scored again that inning. And then the next inning, they put up another two. Cody Bellinger knocked in two runs on a double. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think the I think in the sixth, the scoring would have continued, but I'm not sure who hit it. But was within a hair lash of a triple to keep that sixth inning going. It was just a hair lash. I mean, I felt that it was close. That he was there. No, actually, he tagged the bag but because he was going so fast around. The weight of himself carried himself off the back, and then he got tagged. He was actually safe for a blip of a moment. But, that, like I said, it's neither here nor there. Something you can correct. Uh, the fact of the matter is he belted it. He damn near belted a triple into things, and that, that was phenomenal, too. But in the seventh inning, again, the Dodgers, I think, had the bases loaded. Or at least, yeah. And Cody Bellinger waxing in a pair of runs, a double, and the Dodgers go up eight to two. And the game is just done at that point. Uh, they took the heart. Yeah, the bases were loaded, and they just took the heart of the grand slam. Really took the heart from them. But I mean, it was the game was still close. Five to two is not. A great deficit to overcome, but then when they got up six to two and then eight to two, the heart was taken. Took the heart from them. Uh, There's just nothing you can do, and you're staring down the barrel at that point. The game is three to four, five to three. You're in range, but to be down eight to two or six to two or six to two with the bases loaded, you're really, you're really like staring down the barrel of you know, oblivion at that point. You're just looking at it like, you know, it's, you didn't have a good day at work. It's, you know, fuck, man. It's, just, it's the equivalent of knowing that you got to go to LA at six o'clock on a Friday night or you got to go to downtown, any major downtown area or you work downtown and you have to go home and you have to sit in the traffic and you have to Fist fight, fucking freeways and fucking, and you know you're staring at you know uh, a mountain of mental effort that is. You just have. To, I mean, that's just what, but that's what sports players do. I mean, they're trained to do that. Like you know what, especially in football, you know things are gonna get ugly. We're gonna lose back-to-back game we're gonna you know you gotta grind it out you gotta just get in that and get to get in the dog trenches and you gotta dig yourself into them trenches and just dig you just gotta get in there and just i mean that's what it is sometimes i sometimes i'm like you gotta work late and you know that that drive home is gonna be brutal but you just claw yourself in you know dig deep but yeah, that's when you're staring at the you know, an eight to two, and you're staring at that mountain. You know, you gotta just remember, you know, the battle is over, but the season's not over yet. You know. But in, anyway, yeah, it was eight to two. The, Dodgers, the final score, of the Dodgers. Um, we we're sitting on the top of the deck. Uh, yeah, and that was, like I said, that was a highlight of yesterday. Um, was the fact that I went to the Dodger game. That was. You know, back-to-back Dodger games on the 4th, you know, August 1st, on July the 4th, actually. And and I witnessed a witness Grand Slam. That's amazing, like, one of the most amazing things. As a fan, and you know, it's your team. Let alone, could you imagine if, you were, if I was a Padre fan and I'd seen the Dodgers crush a Grand Slam on me in real life, I'd be fucking... I'd be like deflated as a motherfucker. I'd be I would this whole podcast would be different if I was a Padger fan living in LA that went to today's game and watched my team give up a grand slam. I would be like, Dog, I am done with this team. You know, like it's just But I you know, I witnessed it on my end the feeling is good. The feeling is, you know, it's the feeling like wow, like that is amazing. Just amazing. Point simple, point blank, amazing. But that's my Dodgers spiel. Like I said, um, that's my real recap of the game. I don't, you know, Kershaw. I don't know if he got the win or not because he was losing when he left. Maybe another pitcher got the win, but Kershaw pitched well. I thought he had. He didn't have his A game, but his B game is pretty damn good too. Like. That's the whole thing. Kershaw's on a whole nother level. Kershaw has... He has perfect game material. He's got no-hitter material. He just has those... He has that capability. It's not like... And he can pitch a complete game. He's got the ability to do it. You know? Batters, no. But batters, no. You know? When you're that good. It's not like... They don't know that Kershaw is not capable. So the batter is already taking into consideration, like, to do anything to get a hit or two off of him. It. Um, it's not like these other... See, the perfect games sometimes, I believe, come from random, you know, pitchers that they're there, they're good, but they get looked over or underestimated. Like, okay, he's only got a curveball and a slider, or he's only got a curveball and a fastball. And boom, you hit him with the curveball and fastballs, and then you break out your one or two random sliders you didn't prepare for. The team is just—I think you can. Some teams get caught slipping like that, with—but it's very rare that an ace, you know, CC Sabathia, Verlander, Kershaw, that that happens. It's because the batters are locked in. You know, for them, it's just—I, uh, you know—the competition spikes up. But Kershaw nonetheless is capable of having those type of outings and even if he doesn't have those type of outings and he's a little bit bad his little bit off days are still on par with some other normal rotation pitchers best stuff you know a normal rotation pitcher is still going to give up two or three runs i mean you just got to take that into consideration when you're uh the coach putting him in like oh he's Uh, you know, he gives up two runs a game or three runs a game. So all we gotta do is just score three runs to keep it close, and we'll be in good shape down the stretch. Can have a chance to win. That's what it is. That's what people uh, game plan for, and that's just how you know. That's that's what it is in baseball, you know. But Kershaw was amazing. Uh, The game was amazing. Like I said, grand slam. Mm-hmm. All that hoopla. And. You know. I'm just absolutely fanatical. About seeing that. But that's my Dodgers spiel. Um, I plan on seeing Hobbs and Shaw. So I'm going to. Probably run to go see that. Maybe tonight with my nep. Uh If not tomorrow. And then. Also I'm going to. The Aquarium of the Pacific. So I'm going to cut this one off here. Go do those other things uh, over the next two days. And then I'll probably post this episode late Sunday or Monday. uh, Because I want to talk about those things when I go. Alright guys, late. Or actually, stay tuned. Or give me a minute. Yo, yo, yo. Alright, alright. So, picking up where I left off. Today actually is Monday, August 5th, 2019. Uh, When I left off, I had just gone the day before to the Dodger game. But my weekend was just getting started. Uh, My weekend is now over. And I got two of the three things done. I went to the Dodger game. I went to the Aquarium of the Pacific and hung out in Long Beach all day yesterday. But I did not go see Hobbs and Shaw. And for the time being, I don't know if I'll make time this week or even the next because I'm very busy at work to do to see it. I'd like to see it. It looks phenomenal. And then when I mean it looks phenomenal it means if I could just go and just see The Rock in, uh Jason Statham kick fucking ass shoot guns fight there's a helicopter fucking there's a dump truck lassoing a I mean, I mean you just shut your Shut your brain off and just enjoy a fucking wild, over-the-top action movie. And I want to go, but I mean, I just don't know if I will. So I decided to do this episode. And uh, just recap basically what I did yesterday in the LBC. I mean... For those of you that don't know, Long Beach City... Is... One of the best cities... In Southern California that's not in LA. That's by a beach. And that has... The nightlife and the, the party scene that you would want going to, like in LA. Um, but yeah, yesterday uh, I had, like I said, I was gonna go see Hobbs and Shaw Saturday. Didn't, and then actually Spite played at the Glass House Saturday as well. So I mean, I didn't do that either. I actually was thinking about going to that Spite show. I was about thirty percent interested. I just I want to see Spite in a little bit better of a lineup. Um, I think Spite likes the more metal of the more metalcore stuff, but to me they would do numbers wondrous numbers if they toured with like the Acacia Strain if they went on tour with Knock Loose if they did a little run with um, you know. After the burial... And it did some shows... Bleeding through... I mean... Get some more of the... The old hardcore... Unearthed... It would do... Wondrous there... And I think they're about ready to... Uh... I understand... It was a young band... You need to... Climb your way through the ranks... But I think they're climbing... They're climbing the right way... Uh... They're just a heavy... Aggressive band... But either way... Uh... Saturday... I ended up... I had a lot... I had to get done... had to go print out papers, went to go get um, estimate jobs, had to sign up a contract, went out to one of my other jobs to prep it just a little bit, came back from like East LA to where I'm at, you know, stopped and got a little bit of food. Went home, did some laundry, worked out Saturday, I watched the end of the Dodger game that was on TV, and I went to sleep. Now, when I went to sleep Saturday, Sunday I knew it was going to be a day. I knew it was going to be a day. I had already, um, kind of just, I knew what to expect when you go to the LBC, like I don't live in Long Beach. I'm a visitor. I'm a tourist. But I do know... I've spent probably... With the homie Ted. And then... A girl I was seeing over there. I spent all together in the LBC. About... 30 weekends or so. Roughly. In the hood. Right there. And when I mean the hood... I mean... Yeah. I mean... Partying down there at Ocean Avenue, Shoreline Drive, you know, just over there, Signal Hill area, you know, by the college, too, a little bit. I Ubered and when when I was Ubering, uh, I was down in Long Beach. I kept end I kept ending up in that area like a lot. Like I didn't see it was a big deal like, for me, but I was very I got, I grew I've grown very familiar with Long Beach now. I haven't done much in Long Beach for about... Oh, and that's not including the prides that um, I've gone to with the Hummy Trish in Siri and other people's. I mean, it just... It's just, I haven't... Uh, I did that too. I mean, I don't know. I've, I've been over there about 30 different weekends. Now... I went this time, but I haven't been over there in about two years. No, maybe about, yeah, I'm about two years now. I haven't been that way in about two years. Uh, I haven't done anything there either. So, I mean, a little bit changes. Not everything changes. Not all of the city changes. But some stuff changes. Um, The pike shops are now fully built. And they're like, there's still people moving into the pikes. Area, but I spent the whole day now, the whole day down at Shoreline Drive, which is where, like I had said before, I was going to go to the Aquarium of the Pacific. We went to the Aquarium of the Pacific. I had a blast. Um, I hadn't been into the Aquarium of the Pacific in a, quite some time. Um, I know my brother went about a year ago, but and I had no intention of going back, but just randomly. had a date and we went to the aquarium and you know voila like we went uh but anyway we drove down there left my house about 9.30 got down to Long Beach about 45 minutes an hour so no traffic on a Sunday got down there and the first thing I did the very first thing I did was locate parking uh my date that I went down there with was absolutely thrilled that I knew where I was going and how to get to Long Beach and how to park and all that and not struggle but these are these are experiences that, I, that I've had where I do things and I now know how to do where to park like I got a good map mental map in my head of certain cities like Las Vegas San Francisco San Diego now Long Beach uh, West Hollywood to the T almost as well uh, I've Memorized the subways to New York I mean And then most of the In Empire And OC oh, I got down to the map I know where you're talking about if you Give me some major major cross streets But anyways uh, We get down there you know I take what it would be the 10 freeway Heading towards Los Angeles And then I cut down the 57 57 south goes north and south uh, It goes The 57 runs from Like the foothills The 210 which would be uh, San Dimas Laverne area and it runs straight down To Anaheim Now Anaheim is a big city But it kind of the 57 dead ends right there In Anaheim and you forced to either go towards Garden Grove, which is right next door to Long Beach. Well, actually, that's not even true. It's Garden Grove, then it's Huntington Beach, Seal Beach, and then Long Beach. But Huntington Beach, Seal Beach, and Garden Grove, they're, like, really close to each other. Fountain Valley, they're Fury and Huntington Beach. You can get to Long Beach in, like, 15, 20 minutes. It's not far. Um, so we drive down there. We hit... I uh, say, so you get down to the 57, then you have to hang a right on the 22 um, west. Or actually, yeah, you have to get the 22 west. And you go. Now, the 22 actually turns into 7th Street, which I've known. That's, to me, from where I'm at, that's the quickest way to get into LBC, is to hit the 22 over. I know a lot of people are like, why do you do that? Uh, take the 605, take the 710. But it, coming from the IE where I'm at, to go into those areas, you have to really drive towards LA. You get a, you get a, uh, you scrape the nutsack of LA traffic, and then you go down, and then it to me it just takes you too far out of bounds. And the 57 takes you straight to Anaheim, and it actually veers that way. And the 22 at the bottom, you're only on it for like five minutes before it turns into seventh. Now seventh is a is a good street to get onto because. That leaves you right through the fat part of what I would be like Long Beach. The twi- the 7th, 22 turns into 7th, uh, and it dumps you not quite at the beach, not quite North LBC, you know, up by the 91, where you'd have to track down. But it tracks, it dumps you, you can get to 7th and Pine, 7th and Atlantic fairly fast from where the 22 ends in about 10 minutes. Because uh, the 7th Street too 7th Street is dipping pretty fast um, And just being on 7th Street There is Numerous Bars Numerous food You can get a sense of what Long Beach is Just rolling down 7th 7th and Junipero is Where I used to kick it out a lot Or actually Junipero Heads south down a few streets But Yeah um I used to be down there Well, Anyways. We get over towards... We were going to... The big part of the day was the Aquarium of the Pacific. Now. I wanted to get there early because... I wanted to just be out that way. Make it most of the day. You know, we would go into the aquarium and we can hang out afterwards. But the very first thing that happened was... We found parking. So... Parked in the Pike parking structure, easy fourth floor. Uh, you grab a ticket. It's one of those ones you grab a ticket. They time you. You pay for your ticket, and you got like ten minutes to get the fuck up out of there. But that's not here nor there. Um, the very like it's the very first thing I did was I seen I was like, okay, we're down in this area. There's a lot to do. Let's hop on those scooters that I have been. Itching to motherfucking try now for a hot minute. I had been dying to fucking try those bird. I got on the lime scooter, but there's bird, there's bird lime scooter lift, spin. There's a fucking bike one. There's actually two or three bike ones. I I don't I'm not sure if those are birds either, but. I downloaded the app. Thank God for LTE and the absolutely fantastic ability of the internet. Downloaded the app on the jiffy before I even left the parking structure. I down. I was like, oh, I'm gonna try these scooters because we can scoot around. We can run back and forth between the bar, uh, these shops, the aquarium, the, the parking structure. Like instead of walking it on foot and like killing our feet, we just scoot around like. Be, fu- be fun. So I downloaded Lime Scooter, which is the ones I see. Those are the they're actually Lime. They're the tall. They have the green wheels, and the green box in the front with the like kind of the stiff, straight up handlebar up at top. It doesn't have a bend or anything. Now, downloading the app fairly easy. They take a picture of your ID. They take a picture of you. Had to send send in a code. Uh, I signed up through Apple Pay, so I paid my shit Apple Pay. So I didn't have to use my credit card. Um, I did it Apple Pay. Now, to get set up, or to actually write it, um, you had to get your phone. You have to open up the Lime app. And they tell you where there's Lime scooters. You open the app. You then take a picture of the little... I think those are called QVR codes Up at top And I'm sure If you've Written one of these things Or Uh If you Are Tech savvy You already know this shit But I didn't know I mean I've been seeing them around now For about a year Maybe a little bit more I've been kind of curious To see I see people write People write them I didn't know how they work I I did know you needed To download an app But I didn't understand it At first thought maybe I don't know you bought it for an hour I didn't know if you had to return it back to where you used it I didn't understand but like I said that's neither here nor there that's just as I wanted to try it they look kind of fun so anyways uh you have to take a picture of you have to have has to have access to your GPS camera driver's license and your card or I and maybe not a driver's but at least an ID um Unless your parents unlock it for you. And then you're just riding it around. I'm assuming. You can unlock it for your kids. But I think it's one phone. per one bike. Like. Uh, I thought maybe I could rent multiple bikes. But that's not the case. But I mean. It doesn't really matter to me. I mean I'm not trying. I wasn't. Trying to rent like 10 bikes. Or nothing like that. But I rented. I shot screenshot the qvr code dial that motherfucker in the bike turns on i guess it sends a code a signal the bike turns on you know it flashes at you and it makes a little noise uh then it tells you on the screen how to ride it like you have to pedal it just a little bit you know you're supposed to wear a helmet you're supposed to be courteous to your neighbor, neighbors you know not you're actually not supposed to use it on the sidewalk, but everybody uses it on the sidewalks. Um, you get blah blah blah. You know, look out for traffic, and this thing. it gives you a whole little rundown. And then it's just like, you're free to use it. Now to unlock a bike, it's one dollar, which I felt was like fucking cheap. And to drive it around is only twenty three cents a minute, which, which again is fucking cheap. For a dollar 23, you can ride that motherfucker in 1 minute, you're going to go 3 or 4 blocks. I mean, the fucking things are fast. Now, I initially drove it around for 10 minutes cuz I was like, "Yo, I'm going to fucking try it out." I didn't I had never done one. I was really curious about how to use one. So, I was like, "Yo, this is kind of cool." So, I drove it around for about 10 minutes. I had a blast. Never rode in a uh, scooter. I mean, I've driven those ones. I've used ones like the Razor scooters. The ones you pedal and you pedal and you pedal and pedal. pedal, But, you know, you're doing it. Kids have it. You know, you do it yourself. But never those, the motorized. Now, the motorized ones, I want to say they go about 15 to 20 miles. I don't know. Maybe not 20. Maybe about 10 to 15 MPH. Miles per motherfucking hour. I mean, they they dip a little bit. They dip a little bit. They go kind of fast. Like it's shocking how fast it goes because I wasn't actually ready for how fast. Now I am. Now I'm like, yo, they can. I want to go a little bit faster because the bikes themselves, the the motor power bikes, go fast. Those ones go hella fast. But they go faster than the scooters, which I was tripping out about because I seen them like dipping. And when I mean dipping, like, I see people on the scooters scooting and the people on the bikes rolling past them in the bikes scooting, but fast, like, passing up the scooters. So the bikes must be going 15 to 20 in that range. Maybe it's 12 to 16, but, I mean, the scooters are going, like, 8 to 12, or something like that. Um, You do up at your controls. You have a brake on your left. And then you have the gas... I want to say it's like a... Or it's like at the power throttle on the right. Um, it it, to me, it is kind of wobbly. Like, you have to kind of, like, really be holding on to it. Uh, The turn radius is absolute shit. Um, You have to be willing... To me to Be on it and then immediately Hop off of it because you could just crash I be seeing people On there just fucking zooming around I'm assuming like it's It's kind of dangerous A little bit for kids but And I don't even think it's dangerous But I think it's easy to Forget you're on a scooter Around other people And also around vehicles But there's a very clear warning That beginning like don't ride this on sidewalks with these people don't ride it it's you know it's dangerous you're supposed to wear a helmet but nobody enforces a helmet but you know whatever um but yeah aside from all that they go fast they go fast and if you're let's say i mean i don't know where you guys listening from but most of the people that i know are familiar with the victoria gardens and or the Ontario Mills Mall. If you were to say in the Victoria Gardens, hey, we're going to be at the Victoria Gardens all day. But we're going to see different things and do different things. I would highly recommend the fucking scooter. So I don't know if they have them at the Victoria Gardens, but I'm almost positive they do. I mean, you get those scooters and you zoom around... Victoria Gardens, and you're able to zoom around it like all over the place, uninterrupted, unimpeded, fast. It's gonna get you there fast. It's way cheaper than Uber. I mean, some people don't use Uber for that. Use Uber to get from home to a bar, you know. Uber is a little bit different of a service, but these scooters are for. That's what they're exactly designed for, like an outdoor mall, like your Victoria Gardens, your Irvine Spectrum, you know your. Ontario Mills Mall, your, mm, you know, I can't think of, your downtown areas, like, if you go to downtown Pomona, and that's where they're mostly, where they do, where they get a lot of damage, where they get a lot of, that's where they're heavy, like, the downtown areas, like, you roll up to the downtown, like like I did, went to downtown Long Beach, the Pike area, and I scooted around, I was fucking... Scooterizing all of fucking the shoreline in the pike area. Um, this that's what it's designed to do for the cheap, you know, for 10 bucks, you can use it for like three dollars, you know, all day, all day. Uh, I scooted, we anyways, we scoot around and we headed off towards the yard house to start our morning. Like I said, we got to long beach about 10 30 by the time i scooted around figured it out made, came up with the game plan he said okay it's about 11 30 11 15 11 30 let's go to the yard house we'll get a tolly or half yard pound it and then we'll get a little a little buzz and then we'll go to the aquarium like we'll, and then we'll walk around it. you know the aquarium you walk around i'm gonna say the aquarium can do you can do it in about four or five hours Which is perfect timing So we went to the art house I got me a Pacifico A half yard of Pacifico And my date got 8.05 Which uh, She drank three 8.05's in the night And I felt like that was Absolutely Insane but whatever Um, Yeah I pounded a Pacifico down Then we got on the lime scooters again and went from the yard house down to the aquarium. Now we were zooming. I was zooming. I was having fun. Like I said, I got used to it after about the initial ten minutes that I was on it. And then I got good at it. Um, and from there, I uh, we went to. Well, actually, I yeah, no, I was losing train thought. I went off-roading in the scooter. <laughs> I got on my fucking Lime scooter and there was traffic on the sidewalk. So, I was like, well, I'll cut through the grass. Like, the grass area is not really moist, but it's kind of, like, it's kind of firm. Like, you can walk on it and it doesn't feel like, it's not like thick grass. So, I was offering roading on the scooter does slow down on the turf. But I went around it, I'll cut a cut through a little parking lot and cut through the front of I think it's the what is the name of the restaurant? I think I went in front of the Outback Steakhouse and I was zooming through this place right by the aquarium, just honestly being an asshole, just zooming fucking in front of the Aquarium of the Pacific. Now, when I say zoom in, yeah, you're going like and I was just fucking going in a circle. Just, but I was fucking gunning it like I had that fucking throttle all the way down like Tony Hawk and that motherfucker, dude. Straight up like Bob Burnquist style, just fucking zooming. You know, I don't know any pro uh, new age X game pro guys, but I do know the old school dudes, you know, Bob Rehnquist, Tony Hawk and company, you know. I was just zooming. Like I said, I was zooming through the aquarium. Now, the cops, I think, wanted to fucking tell me to slow down, but you're not in a scooter where you're gonna fucking scoot into like the building and kill somebody. You mildly bump somebody and knock them over, and they'll probably get pissed off at you, but you're not going to, like... I don't believe you could seriously hurt somebody. It would seriously be a pain in somebody's ass... If you fucking zoom into them... Without stopping and you fucking knock them to the ground. Yeah, but... And I don't even think... I'm I, The only way you're going to get hurt is if you get ran over by a car. But you'd have to be... Really running over... Like, doing some dumb shit. But that... Yeah, anyways, I was zooming around... And then finally... Because my day did not want to be zooming through the traffic on it. was about two minutes of the scooter, three minutes of the scooter behind me. Because I was zooming, like I said, zoom through the parking lot. I was just like, I was just zooming. And I can't, I don't even know why I say zooming, but I can't say I was scooting. Like, I don't know what terminology you use when you say you rode a scooter. <laughs> If Somebody can fucking tell me, hey, when you ride a scooter, it's called you your your uh are driving. That's not driving. Driving's relegated for cars only or trucks. If you're on a motorcycle, yeah, you're going out for a, a ride. You know, you're riding. You know, chopper, choppers. You know, the club. You know, you're part of the crew. You're out for a ride. You know. But if you're on a scooter Or a moped Nah Dog Like uh, There's The only word You could use is zoom That's the only word I think you could use Zooming It's fucking Zooming in this bitch Um Yeah but I was zooming I was zooming through The front of the aquarium Up and down The little ramps Uh And that was that My day Chicago, and then We went to go park it our little scooters, I think that charged me like six bucks because I used it for almost 20 minutes. Um, but I was like, yo, I was like thoroughly impressed with the scooters, man. I was like, yo, this was a highlight of a highlight. So it's one of the. I'm When I see those scooters, I'm going to just instantly, because I know how cheap they are, I'm just going to use them just for fun. Just because I'm like, yo, I'm going to scoot around, like zoom up and down the fucking. The boulevard right here. Uh, you know. Zoom this motherfucker. Like. Zoom. Like fucking. Just dip somewhere dude. They're fucking fun. Uh, okay. That's anyway. That, we enter the aquarium. Now. The aquarium. I had a blast too man. I hadn't been. Uh, to an aquarium or anything. You know. I'm not a fan of like the zoos or anything. I'm not even like some wildlife buff or nut or animal enthusiast but I kind of am low key like like I said I'm not vegetarian or vegan but I do see me cutting meats out I do I actually I got a good understanding that look humans are fucking up the planet animals should not be treated as trash or manufactured zombied meat sickles and you know what like respect the fucking tigers bro like respect the elephants those fucking beasts are majestic you know I get dogs and cats because we live with them here and most people respect them but what's up with the respect for like a rhinoceros what's up with the respect for a fucking you know a tiger or a panther or the respect for fucking the giraffes or the buffaloes or these other creatures that are like going extinct because of us like Respect them. If you feel the need, go and I mean wipe out let me know when you get a fucking a hundred million kill streak of some fucking flies. Or figure out how to defeat them fucking mosquitoes in the fucking Africa, you know? Like do some fucking justice to the world. Figure out how to conquer the rodent population. In the roach population, like, fuck all that shit. I don't give a fuck if you're over here hunting a tiger like some bitch. Like, those animals are beautiful, dog. Like, low-key, like... If you look at an animal that is 8 feet long and fucking weighing like 200 and some pounds, that animal is just as big as you. And you look at it... And the first thing that comes to your mind is I would like to fucking slit his throat And put it on my wall There's something seriously fucked in your head Like if you you think That Because you got a gun and you shot it In it's stomach and it bled out That you're somehow fucking a great hunter You're also Seriously fucked in the head Like you're fucked Like you're fucked and you Should be castrated because I I can't I don't really understand your train of logic I don't get it I'm almost to the point where it's like You're just a fucking You're almost I mean I almost put those things Like it's like pedophiles Rapists Fucking Dirty scumbag lawyers And then there's people that fucking trophy hunt A fucking Animal with the big ass gun Like You're up there In the fucking assholes Of the whole world Like I don't Like I said I don't know where Daddy didn't hug you Or maybe Some girl Pulled your pants down In the third grade And laughed at you Now you have to make it up Because You have a fucking tiger Sitting in your living room That you hunted from Africa That you paid A great deal of money for You know Like Okay I mean You're still fucked in the head Go get some help um, but yeah, I, I I kind of been like in a little bit of animal, but I mean it's just a little bit more of the nature. Like I like to preserve the nature myself. Am I the most recyclable motherfucker or the most conservative motherfucker when it comes to you know littering or? But no, but I actually do make a conscience effort to a. Not just fucking sit down and, and eat meat all day. To, um, you know, respect the animals. I mean, you got to respect the animals. Like, I love the pictures of the animals. I mean, they're never going to catch me down talking a fucking another dog or fucking a cat or a fish or a turtle or any number of animals. Like, you know, just what it is, like. But anyways, we entered the aquarium and I had a blast. I mean, taking a look at these big ass sea bass, these fucking giant fucking Japanese snow crabs, uh, uh, jellyfish like areas. uh, Taking a look at the penguins, the otters, the sea lions, petting the sea stingrays. uh, Taking a look at the sharks. We saw a turtle, uh, which I was absolutely... Thrilled about Saw some steelhead Steelhead trout Some rainbow trout Um, Yeah there's Just a lot of Stuff to learn At the aquarium And just to see Just trips Trips you out It's mind blowing You know The different rooms The aquarium of the Pacific Is Good size It's a Upper and lower deck A number of Exhibits And also an outside Shark Lagoon, which the Shark Lagoon isn't all that great, but it's still kind of cool. They have, like, a fucking giant ray in there. Uh, They have a bird section, which I've not gone into as of yet. I've been there two or three times. I've not gone into it. Um, But I'd like to. Uh, Yeah, we walked around there, I want to say about four hours or so, you know... Hung out in there Seen the shit Petted the starfish You know I missed a bunch of the shows I wish I could have Saw a sea lion show But I mean Those are very specific times Like You know I got in there We walked around And we're just Checking all the shit out Like it was all over my Snapchat Just the different things I saw The cool shit I was looking at Poisonous frogs. All kinds of crazy shit, man. Salamanders. Um, Yeah, I got a pet. You know, a bone shark. All kinds of crazy stuff, man. Or maybe it was not a bone shark. It was a sturgeon. A bone sturgeon or something. You know, the rays. The rays are slimy, which is kind of weird. But yeah, like, we walked around the aquarium. I had a blast. The aquarium is well... It's well done. I mean, like I said, I hadn't been in there since I took my nephew years ago. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't even know where to begin. They have a great, they have wild seahorses. Very informational if you want to get, you know, do the whole information, like understand this different species. Uh, got to seen a couple of octopuses. Um yeah, just I actually gotta see some squids eating fish, which was absolutely incredible because I had never seen anything like that. Um I seen baby squid there's some baby squids on my Snapchat that are eating some other little fish. And I was like, yo, like I gotta see a couple of them eating. And you could see the little tentacles. They rip. What's interesting about the baby squid eating they Latch onto their prey and then I guess they stop them from moving. And obviously, the, they're strangling it because the fish can no longer get its water that it needs, right? Then the squid ensues to rip the fish like in half and then start eating the little pieces. Now, squids are just like octopus and they have. Many arms. So... The squid is looking and observing... I guess around its surroundings. But it's... It's eating... And then ripping pieces off... And the little pieces that come flying off... It's got an arm or two to go and collect it. And I think that's what it actually does. It breaks apart the thing... And... It's holding it with maybe four arms... Or five or six arms. And little pieces of it are being... Flown off like... And it's collecting the little pieces to be Put into its mouth to eat To grow Which is crazy I've never seen a squid eat before in my life Uh, God, I see the seahorses Wrapping their tails around some Seaweed to stay connected You know, there's just a a lot of fish Clownfish You know "There's There's so many fishes, man You know, it was amazing It was amazing um, I highly recommend it. You know, if you got a chance, I mean the tickets aren't expensive, thirty bucks each. Go, you make a day out of it. There's some good stuff in and around the area. Um, yeah, the just the whole vibe is right in there too. You know, it's a little bit low key, like dark, so it's not hot. It's just gray because it was hot yesterday. But yeah, that was my time at the aquarium. Like I said, I had a blast obviously and then it was we were like i said we were in there about noon one o'clock got out about five thirty six. now from there i was i had to go back to my car because i had to charge my phone so went back to the car we listened to a little bit of music for about well, about 30 minutes charged our phones up and then we went back to hit the yard house and the only reason we went back is because we were actually we we're gonna drink. So I was like, okay, well, I'll have to get another tall beer. But we got in there. It was a half hour wait. Got in there about seven, seven fifteen. Uh, sat down. Started. I ordered a fried chicken, and mashed potatoes, fried chicken breast, and smashed potatoes. Delicious. I had me at that point. Uh, Belgian Beaver, Belgian Beaver peanut butter and chocolate milk stout. Uh, that beer is fantastic if you don't know Um, I was actually looking forward to Cali Creeman, but there was no Cali Creeman, so I didn't didn't bother asking for it a second time Uh, what else yeah and then we got to watch the sunset down at the pier and we went back to the pike to go ride the pike ferris wheel which was eight uh, four bucks a person anything was too bad you get it for about five minutes um great a great fantastic you know it's lit up you get to see all the queen mary you just see it all man it's amazing you know that area is really well lit up at night different colors um you can see the queen mary off in the distance which is fantastic You know just do a bunch of stuff There's just a bunch of stuff down there to see Uh, So we rode the Ferris wheel for a little while And then when we got off It was about nine-ish Stopped at this little funnel clay Truck called Inglorious Funnels And boy Oh boy It was a lot of Food Especially sweet food But Nonetheless, it was a funnel cake with Oreos, with like two big ass scoops of ice cream and some whipped cream to top it all off. Uh, absolutely fucking fantastic, yo. I have what's called from this place called Inglorious Funnels, called the Gorlami. Bro, it's a funnel cake, it's Oreo crumb. Topping, ice cream, uh, Oreo in the ice cream, and then the whipped cream, and a cherry on top. Like, it's fucking... For 12 bucks. And it's huge. It goes into a box. It doesn't even go on a plate. It goes in a fucking box. Because it's deep, deep dish style. Crazy, crazy fucking funnel cakes. And that's not even... I don't even think the craziest one they have there. They have other ones, stuff there that I would... I would need to try, like, three or four other ones because... It's absolutely wild. Like... Totally wild. Totally wild. Out out of bounds. Phenomenal. And that pretty much... Is... How my day went. We got back... I got back home... About 11.30. Almost midnight. And... You know, just... Fucking... You know... Went in. Crashed, bro. I was tired. I just fucking exhausted you know i got up about seven got home about midnight it was a day it was a day and it wasn't just a day where it was like yo we went to a movie and then we ate and then we just no we were up and moving we walked the aquarium for about four hours we scooted around and we scooted back to the art house i mean walked we actually walked the shoreline pier uh, I forgot to mention that. You know, we waited in line at the Ferris wheel. Walked to a couple of other places. You know. That's just how my day went. I mean, it was phenomenal. But yeah, the only thing I didn't do out of the whole weekend was watch Hobbs and Shaw. And I was going to... I don't know if I... Maybe I'll wait for next week. You know, I'll go see it when it's not as hype. I don't even know if it's hype, to be honest with you. I don't know what the... I don't know the temperature of... Hobbs and Shaw. I do know that I wanted to see it, but if I don't, there's no no major loss. I mean don't really even know. Didn't watch the last two Fast and Furious. So I don't really know. You know what's going on with him. But yeah, that's what it was, man. I mean, this episode was just a recap of the weekend. I had a blast. Uh, maybe Coming up this week, I'll see Hobbs and Shaw and I'll give you my little review of that. Maybe. If not, something will come up. Something interesting to talk about. But that's it for today. I'm going to get this uploaded so that way, you know, I can get my weekly check in with y'all done and up and out the way, alright? Catch you later.